Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. We're about to continue with the remarks of Elihu, who is, in fact, uh, Job's fourth friend to speak. And as the youngest of the group, um, he's already qualified his opinions as being from the youngest of the group, but he also has qualified them by saying he's speaking by the Spirit, and so they should pay attention to his remarks. So let's read now Job chapter 33. But now, Job, listen to my words. Pay attention to everything I say. I'm about to open my mouth. My words are on the tip of my tongue. My words come from an upright heart. My lips sincerely speak what I know. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me then, if you can. Stand up and argue your case before me. I am the same as you in God's sight. I, too, am a piece of clay. No fear of me should alarm you, nor should my hand be heavy on you. But you have said in my hearing... I heard the very words, I am pure, I have done no wrong, I am clean and free from sin. Yet God has found fault with me, he considers me his enemy, he fastens my feet in shackles, he keeps close watch on all my paths. But I tell you, in this you're not right, for God is greater than any mortal. Why do you complain to him that he responds to no one's words? For God does speak, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings, to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pit, their lives from perishing by the sword. Or someone may be chastened on a bed of pain, with constant distress in their bones, so that their body finds food repulsive and their soul loathes the choicest meal. Their flesh wastes away to nothing and their bones, once hidden, now stick out. They draw near to the pit and their life to the messengers of death. Yet if there's an angel at their side, a messenger, one out of a thousand sent to tell them how to be upright And he is gracious to that person and says to God, Spare them from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom for them. Let their flesh be renewed like a child's. Let them be restored as in the days of their youth. Then that person can pray to God and find favor with him. They will see God's face and shout for joy. He will restore them to well-being. And they will go to others and say, I have sinned. I've perverted what is right, but I did not get what I deserved. God has delivered me from going down to the pit, and I shall live empty to enjoy the light of life. God does all these things to a person, twice, even three times, to turn them back from the pit, that the light of life may shine on them. Pay attention, Job, and listen to me. Be silent, and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak up, for I want to vindicate you. But if not, then listen to me. 
Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. And so Elihu first calls Job to pay attention to everything he's about to say. He um, explains that he's going to speak, and he's, he's getting Job to, to focus. And then he says, verse 4, The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. And of course, this is referring to the, the creation of Adam, where the Lord breathed his breath into Adam, and he became a living spirit. But the Spirit of God, the reference to the Spirit of God, I think is fascinating, the Holy Spirit. Answer me then, if you can. Stand up and argue your case before me. I'm the same as you in God's sight. I, too, am a piece of clay. Once again, referring to uh, creation, that Adam was created out of the dust of the earth. And so Elihu is saying he and Job are similar creations. They were created from nothing and given life by the Spirit of God when he breathed into them. And so he says, Job, you shouldn't be afraid of me because um, I'm another man just like you. And then he says that Job has been complaining and he's heard his complaints. Elihu has heard his complaints. And among other things, he's been complaining that he's righteous and God won't talk to him. So verse 8, but you have said in my hearing And I heard the very words, I am pure, I have done no wrong, I am clean and free from sin, yet God has found fault with me, and he considers me his enemy. Verse 13, why do you complain to him that he responds to no one's words? So this is about to get interesting. He says, Job, I've heard you complaining that um, you've been telling God that you don't deserve all that's going on in your life, and he refuses to talk to you. And then Elihu says some very insightful things. Verse 14, For God does speak, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. Now let's just stop right there. As a pastor, um, one of the most frequent questions I get is, how does the Lord speak to his people? And my answer is, is normally he speaks first and foremost through the word of God. But the truth is, he speaks to his people any way he wants to, through any means he chooses to use. And so the list is endless. When I teach on hearing from the Lord, I usually teach um, a list of 20-some-odd ways that are very common from the scriptures that he speaks. But the truth is, he has not um, limited himself. But let's, let's see how Elihu says that he speaks. Verse 15, he speaks in a dream In a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds. And so, in the Bible, outside of a direct prophetic word, the most common way that the Lord speaks to people is through dreams. Um, Visions are less common. Dreams are are very common forms of um, communication between the Lord to to human beings. And he communicates this way with both uh, the godly and the ungodly. There are numerous accounts in Scripture where he spoke to different pagan kings. For example, Pharaoh uh, was spoken to in dreams, prophetic dreams, and Nebuchadnezzar was spoken to in prophetic dreams. And there's no indication that they were converts to Judaism at this point when they were getting this this type of revelatory insight. In fact, the first um, prophetic dream in the Bible went to a, a, a non-Jewish person, uh, someone you would not consider godly. So he does speak. Uh, He did speak in Job's day in dreams. He did speak in Job's day in visions. He does so now. 
He goes on and said, The Lord speaks to turn people from wrongdoing and to keep them from pride. And then he makes the case that sometimes God speaks uh, through our illnesses, that people are in distress and uh, the Lord is speaking if they have the ears to hear it. Not that the distress is um, uh, the preferred means of communication, but he speaks during those times. And then he says that often the Lord uses messengers to speak on his behalf. Verse 23, yet if there's an angel at their side, a messenger, one out of a thousand sent to tell them how to be upright, and he's, he's gracious to that person and says to God, spare them from going down to the pit. I found a ransom for them. That person can pray to God and find favor for him. And so the Lord uses humans both to uh, intercede for others and also to counsel others on the Lord's behalf. Uh, I heard someone say one time that many husbands are going to stand before the Lord one day and find out that the voice of their wife sounded an awful lot like the voice of the Holy Spirit as he sounds in eternity. And so he continues and he he tells Job that he's on his side. He says, I want to vindicate you, but um, continue to listen to me and I'll teach you. And so that's where this chapter ends. Now, I want to back up before I pray and just say that... um, The Lord does speak in modern times through dreams and visions. That is not the most common way he speaks. He speaks most commonly through his word. And so if you are listening today and paying attention, the Lord is speaking to you. And he's saying that we're all created from clay. We all were given the breath of the Almighty. We all can hear from God if we're listening and we're conscious of the fact he's speaking. One of the ancient rabbis said, he's always speaking, but we're rarely listening. And so I want to pray now that he would continue to speak and we would be able to hear more clearly. Lord, I pray for myself and all of those listening that we would be attentive to your voice. Lord, just like Elihu called Job to pay attention to everything he was saying, Lord, may we be attentive when you're speaking, first and foremost from your word. You've given us the infallible Word of God as your primary means of speaking to mankind. We recognize that and we embrace it. Lord, let us hear what you're saying. When we're exposed to your Word, Lord, let it not be an intellectual exercise. Let our inner man hear what the Spirit of the living God is saying to our spirit. Lord, we don't want to be righteous in our own eyes. We do want to find favor with you, Lord, and we ask that we would be able to hear your still small voice in any way that you speak. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.